Hello and welcome to DFS Deep Dive. My name is Brian Craighead. I will be your host as well as Jordan, who's joining us this evening. Jordan, how are you doing tonight? Always good when we get to talk about football, Brian. Oh, yeah. Did um, I don't know. Did the game last night catch you by surprise? Yeah, I everything that I built was uh, was kind of kind of around a, a Washington, not necessarily blowout, but I thought Washington's defense would be a little bit better. Um, I really kind of hung my hat on Brian Robinson having a good day, and um, it didn't stop me from getting to Fields and uh, DJ Moore. I had a lot of them, but um, as far as getting hurt by Brian Robinson, that was the worst part. Yeah, I do a a podcast on Thursday nights, which um, kind of last minute. Uh, I thought last night we weren't going to have it, but at the end, at the end, we have a segment called the Chrome Dome. For me being bald, we do the Chrome Dome where we where we do. Um, picks in, in regards to prop bets and stuff like that and so it was a good thing i missed it because i i definitely built everything about washington winning um i hit the i hit the over or under three out of the last four weeks and i i wasn't going to be any even close on that so i don't know it turned out to be a really we- weird game to me yeah yep yep it was uh yeah brian robinson really killed everything i had it was you know i took him over 50 rushing yards and I had DJ Moore over on his yards. I have Justin Fields for over a touchdown. I had the over for, um, oh, God, I had the over on the total score. Um, I I was going to risk it and go Curtis Samuel anytime touchdown, but I couldn't. I think he ended up catching one. Yeah, you know what? I didn't get a chance to watch it. The games to be on Amazon Prime are kind of weird to me. So do you, do you get the Amazon Prime package? Oh yeah, yep, yep. I get it. I get I, all, everything that I get for football. Like I get, uh, I get NFL Sunday ticket free through Verizon. Um, there's a couple other things that I get free through there, but um, yeah, I, I've got it all. I follow through CBS Sportsline. I uh, I haven't sprung for Amazon yet. So, oh, uh, here we go. Josh is a regular listener on the show. Looks like he hit a thousand dollars last night. Oh wow. That's always fun, right? Okay, good job, Josh. Always a good time. So we're going to hop into the Sunday slate. As everybody knows by now, we do DraftKings. Uh, the Sunday 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. games. And um, I, I was looking at it, Jordan. It looks like it's the first of our bye weeks, right? Yeah, I think four teams on bye. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly who they are. Uh, no. I know the Browns are one because it seems like I have Browns. Uh, Cleveland Browns, Los Angeles Chargers, Seattle Seahawks, and the Tampa Bay Bucks all on by this week. Yeah, exactly. So we got got some key players that uh, that are that are in that for sure. Uh, definitely some Seahawks that will be missing, and typically the Chargers have have a good team. I I saw that after the bye, Austin Nicholas should be back, so that should help fantasy lineup. So that's an exciting time as well. And then uh, along with those buys, we got some primetime games this week. Last night, the Bears, like we were discussing, beat Washington 40 to 20. Uh, Sunday morning, we've got the Bills and Jaguars playing again over in London. Uh, Sunday night, probably the best game, uh, from my perspective, the best game of the week. Dallas travels to San Francisco. And then on Monday night, we got the Packers traveling to the Raiders. So, just keep in mind when setting your lineups um, that we won't have any of those players available, and that always makes things a little interesting. Then other other things that's kind of important, we like to look for games that have high implied totals. And uh, this week, looks like the Lions are sitting at 27. They're playing the Panthers, who are just sitting at a lowly 18. We got the Dolphins sitting at 30, so that's our high game of the week, playing the very sad Giants at 19. We have the Broncos sitting at 24. I'm sorry, the Bengals sitting at 24, playing at the Cardinals sitting at 21. The Eagles are at 27. Um, they're playing at the at the Rams, and I kind of like that game. That'd be one of my favorite games. And then uh, last but not least, looks like we've got the Chiefs sitting at 28. Going against the Vikings at 23. Chiefs, as usual, are always hard to find, you know, 
lower end players, you can always get the calcium homes in your lineup, but finding other players that you might like to have, maybe a Pacheco, something like that. But uh, that that's always an interesting team. They've also got a bunch of uh, pretty good uh, sort of uh, injuries that we're dealing with too. Um, this this game is Sunday night, so but I still have them written down here. Elijah Mitchell is going to be out this week. Amon Ross St. Brown is listed currently as as uh, doubtful. Traylon Burks is out, and so is Pat Fryermuth. Uh, got several other questionable players. Saquon Barkley is going to be one. Um, let's see here. We've got uh, Ingram Ingram for the Arizona Cardinals. Keontae Ingram. Um, let's see. Derek Carr is questionable. Ramadre Stevenson is questionable. Um, T. Higgins practiced today, but still questionable. And uh, I guess some of the other big injury news at uh, just to see what the impact is going to be with Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor potentially coming back and playing in week five. Um, yep, every Cooper Cup's on track with no limitations from everything that I've read. Yeah, same here. Now, the interesting thing will be um, how that will impact the, the Rams overall wide receiver targets. Uh, one thing for play our DFS players to keep in mind, they've already set the prices for both Taylor and Cup um, as if they've been playing the first four weeks. Uh, Cup's like the third highest wide receiver on the board in regards to price tag. And Taylor Taylor's not cheap either. So they've, they've gone ahead and make, made any adjustments that they needed to. So just keep all those injuries. Check all those at 1030 if, if they're the 12 o'clock um, central times. And um, just be sure to check all those before set, finally setting your final lineup. So I'm going to kick it over to uh, Jordan, if he doesn't mind giving us his lineup for tonight. We'll take a look at that and then take a look at mine. All right. All right. Here we go then. Um, so as we talked about, the Chiefs are a tough stack to get to, but I got to them. So quarterback, Pat Mahomes, 8,200. Uh, I don't know how he wants his name pronounced, but we're going to continue to pronounce it how we've been pronouncing it. Devon A. Chain, 6,100. David Montgomery, 6,600. Michael Pittman, 6,400. Wandale Robinson at Stone Men Price at 3,000. Michael Wilson, 3,700. Travis Kelsey, 7,600. Brees Hall, 5,400. And uh, Saints defense at three thousand. You've got a lot of similar players as me. I'm I'm big on the Michael Wilson train this week as well. Um, trying to think, uh, Brees Hall was another one, another one. I I don't think my final lineup had Brees Hall in it, but I just changed that last minute. The only reason I really changed it is I had both Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson in the lineup. So. Wasn't sure if I wanted a pair of Jets in there or not, so I made some last uh, last second adjustments. But I I really do like your like your lineup, and you did an excellent job getting getting Kelsey and Mahomes in there for sure. Yeah, I just think uh, uh, you look at you look at kind of the first four games for the Chiefs, and you know they get all this talk and all this hype, and they've been really mediocre. Yeah, they're four and zero, or no, I'm sorry, they're three and one. So, you know, first game of the week against the Lions, they came out really rusty. The last three games, they've kind of shown who they were to an extent. Um, but with all the hype around the whole Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing, all the hype around how they're, you know, they're supposed to be so good. I mean, Mahomes has put up pedestrian scores. I mean, 25 is his highest score right now for the year. Um, and to pay off his salary in a tournament, you need more like 36 points. But, um, I just for some odd reason, I just have this weird feeling that it's a Mahomes ceiling game this week. And, and maybe it's an old age thing for me, but it seems like they started out last year kind of uh, slower as well. I don't hundred percent recall, but there part of me seems like they started out slow. I don't. I don't think this is atypical of things they've done in previous years. So they're going. They'll hit their stride for sure. Always do. So my lineup, um, I've got Tua playing against the Giants. He's sitting at 7,100. For a stack, I went ahead and went 
with um, Tyreek Hill. He's sitting at 9000 It's sometimes so hard to get that high-priced player in there, but I felt really confident about the, about this uh, combo. I, I, I def- definitely felt like it was something I wanted to have for that stack. I did not bring it back with any Giants. If anybody saw the game against the Seahawks, it's – I don't know. I, I can't find a player I want on that squad. Personally, I mean, there's price tags that might, there's always, as Ted DiBiase used to say in wrestling, everybody's got a price, but uh, I'm not sure the Giants really hit my stride for that. Uh, my two running backs, I went with Swift at the Rams. He's sitting at 6,000. And then just like Jordan, I went with David Montgomery playing the Panthers. He was sitting at 6,600. Then I bring it back to finish off with my, my wide receivers to go with Tyreek. I went with Nico Collins sitting at 5,600 and Garrett Wilson sitting at 6,000. Like I said, I almost went to Breeze Hall, Garrett Wilson stack. I'm fine with the Jets. I'm not sure I love Zach Wilson, but he, he did look better the other night against the Chiefs, so we'll see. At tight end, I went with... Um, this is my one pick I don't love, but uh, I went with Kyle Pitts playing the Texans, sitting at 3,300. John New Smith has, has had a good first four games, and I don't think there's been a changing of the guard at tight end necessarily. And so for cheap, I went with Kyle Pitts at flex. J- just like Jordan, I like Michael Wilson sitting at 3,700. And last but not least, I went with the Steelers defense at um, playing at home versus the Ravens. Um, a lot of people are still picking the Steelers to win the game. Um, they are they are a four-point underdog, but if, if they're going to win, it's going to come from the defense. And I, I felt like they were a little underpriced. And, of course, I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm a homer, but I still feel like 2,700 anytime with the Steelers is never a bad play. So that's my lineup. Um, we're going to go over positional um, breakdown now. I'm I'm actually going to start with quarterbacks, and uh, let me flip my paperwork to that. All right. So just like Jordan, there I'm, my list starts with Patrick Mahomes. He is sitting at 8,200, and he's playing at the Vikings. Um, you know, I think I think that could be a pretty high impactful game. We'll see how the Vikings do. If they, if they can make it close, that could be a, a barn burner for sure. Next, I've got uh, Jalen Hurts playing at the Rams. He's sitting at 8,000. I just talked about the Steelers defense, and even though I like the Steelers defense, I, I, I still like Lamar Jackson. He's sitting at uh, 7,800. Next was my selection of Tua. I felt like he was definitely the right price point. At 7,100. Uh, the next one down here, I've got Anthony Richardson. He's sitting at 7,000, playing at home versus the Titans. That rushing floor always get, makes him somewhat interesting. And this one I'm a little debating on, but I don't think he can smell the entire year. So I went with Joe Burrow at the Cardinals for 6,200. I've never seen the price that low on on Burrow, and I, and I know he's played awful four games in a row, but I think eventually there's got to be a get-right point, and maybe this is it. Uh, next, going, going, I've got uh, – it's kind of hard to go against this guy until he proves me wrong. C.J. Stroud playing at the Falcons. He's been phenomenal for the last three weeks, and he's sitting at uh, an even 6,000. Also – like I mentioned earlier, I like Hertz, but I also like Stafford in the same game, especially at that price tag of 5700 And uh, last but not least, primarily due to a rushing floor, um, Josh Dobbs playing against uh, – he's playing against the Bengals, and um, he's sitting at 5200 So those are my quarterbacks. Were there any other ones that you like, Jordan? Um. Yeah, yeah, there's a – so I like the other side of the Chiefs game as well. I like Kirk Cousins. He's been doing it all year. I mean, four games uh, so far this year. 
Uh, last week, he wasn't too good, just 11 points last week, but the weeks before that, no less than 22. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like Kirk Cousins, but, you know, then everybody kind of talks about 3 o'clock Kirk, and uh, I don't want 3 o'clock Kirk to come out, but uh, I think he's I think he's worth some shares. I mean, I think they're, if, if I'm right about Pat Mahomes coming out and having a game, uh, Kirk's going to have to throw it just as much. Um, and then uh, Zach Wilson, he looked fantastic last week. It looked like something almost clicked, and I don't know if he was just playing up to his competition or what. Um, with at, at forty nine hundred, he doesn't have to do much. Um, he threw for two forty five and two touchdowns last week. He rushed for fourteen yards. I mean, he did throw the ball almost forty times, which I don't think he's going to have to do that much against Denver. You know, I think I think the Jets' defense is really going to put it on Denver. So I don't know that he has to do that much, and I think that's why I went with Brees Hall. But I think if you wanted to get different and be a little different uh, with your correlation, I think you could, instead of playing Brees Hall like everybody's going to do, you play Zach Wilson and combine him with Garrett Wilson. And you know, if that just so happens to be who's breaking that game, then you've got a leg up on it. Yeah, that's a very inexpensive stack. That I, that I mean, if I if I if I like Garrett Wilson, that then I have to like Zach Wilson enough to throw him in there. I mean, you're right. looking. At- at 4,900 for Zach Wilson and 6,000 for Garrett Wilson. So you're looking under 11,000 for that stack. So it's a contrarian stack, but it makes sense. And I totally agree with Cousins. I should have written him down. Any, I, I think it can be a competitive game. Yeah. And I just, and, and I'm kind of shying away. So last week, you know, we got the Bills and the Dolphins. Like that was the game, you know. 53 and I think it was a 53 or 54 point total ended up putting 60 points up there. Um, actually no, it was 68. What was it? 48, 20 was the final, I think. So once again, almost, almost 70 points. Um, and, uh, you know, it was pretty lopsided and that's where I'm kind of leaning with this week too. I, for some odd reason, you know, I think it's just going to be lopsided. That's why I don't have a bring back from anybody from Minnesota. Um, it is in Minnesota, but I just, like I said, I think the Chiefs come out to play this week, and it's just, it's a gut feeling. And if I've learned anything over playing DFS the last six years, it's, you know, go with your gut. Well, the one thing about Minnesota that makes it difficult a lot of weeks is their um, their best two players, from my perspective, are Jefferson and Hawkinson, and they're both ranked at the top in price for, for, each, for their individual position. So, it's always tough to come back, have a comeback player and stack with them. You know, Kirk's not too expensive, but I mean, the other players are kind of hard to trust. So, yeah, I mean, after, you know, Jordan Addison coming out with a, with one target, no catches last week and just throwing up a zero, but that's kind of where you want to, everybody's going to shy away from him. So if you are playing Kirk Cousins, you want to get a little bit different. Probably Jordan Addison or TJ Hawkinson because they both, I think Hawkinson had like 4.4 points and, and um, Addison was a zero. So everybody's going to be on a Kirk Cousins Jefferson stack just because you can make it work with Kirk Cousins price. But uh, save yourself some money, maybe go to Jordan Addison. Maybe he has a big week. That makes a lot of sense. So any other quarterbacks or do you want to move on to the running back position? Uh, no, that's it. And before we hit running backs, let's uh, let's go ahead and pay some bills here. Jump on with a little commercial from Durham, Ramallah. Serving the Quad Cities area since 1973, and with over 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all of your home improvement projects. This family-owned business has you covered on all your needs. Protect your home or building from the elements today and get great roof repair services. Need new windows? No problem. Durham Remodeling can upgrade your windows and doors. Whether you want to upgrade the little details in your home or office, or want to tear a room down and start fresh, the expert contractors at Durham Remodeling have your back. Even the smallest changes can completely transform your space. Ready to start entertaining your friends for backyard barbecues? Durham Remodeling will help you plan, design, and build your deck and patio for the perfect outdoor space. Durham Remodeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309-786-6715 today for your free estimate for all your roofing, 
siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling, 309-786-6715. All right, all right, all right. We're back. Durham Remodeling, thank you. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Appreciate you guys. All right, let's jump into running backs. And like I was telling Brian before the show, man, like running backs, this is the position. I think I wrote up damn near every running back, like all the way down to like 6,000, just because they all, they just all pop off the page at me. Um, Start at the top. um, Still waiting on injury news for Saquon Barkley. He's uh, limited at practice again. I just, I don't know that he plays. I think they wait until he gets completely healthy. So um, I'm staying away from him. First guy I wrote up was uh, B. John Robinson. Um, the guy's taking, he's taken over since, since week one, you know, him and Algier were, were running mates, were splitting week one, and now he's kind of the guy. So um, you can run against the Houston defense, and uh, I think if the Falcons want to have any shot at this game, they're going to have to run through B. John. Um, went right on down to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is 7,500. He's always in play with the upside. Um, the offense kind of runs through him. You can't. I don't. You can't go wrong with him. But I think if I was, if I was to play somebody at that price, I'm probably going Bijan anyway. But <clears throat> Derrick Henry's probably a good pivot. Um, Jonathan Taylor still questionable, so I'm I'm not really touching him at 6,800 with his first game back. Zach Moss has been playing really well, uh, so I, I stayed away from him. Uh, Kyron Williams. Jordan, let me back back you up for a second here. So on on the Jordan, I mean, excuse me. On on the Colts backfield, are you willing to take a chance on Moss, or are you kind of staying away from both Taylor and Moss? I, you know, if Taylor's playing, um, you know, I'm assuming that he's going to get some work. I just, I, 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 one, I don't like them both. You know, I don't like, I don't like uh, Taylor's price point at 6,800, and Zach Moss is only a thousand dollars less. Now, if, if Zach Moss was priced at like 3,500, I might take some shots on Moss, but then again. I don't like them splitting carries at those prices and they're going to get up against Tennessee and Tennessee has been shutting people down. So it just, the whole combination of things, I think I'm staying away from the whole backfield altogether. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm um, the only part of this game on the Colts side I'd want. It would be Richard Richardson Pittman. So, yep. Yep. And that's kind of where I went with my lineup there. Um, so this one's here kind of a perceived caution. So Kyron Williams, I, w- I wrote him up because the Eagles defense hasn't been, they haven't been stellar stopping the run. They're still a good defense against the run, but, um, and, and he's just been getting all the touches. Uh, Ronnie was Ronnie Rivers started taking that. He had like nine carries last week, but uh, Williams did all the, I mean, he did all the damage. He had two touchdowns uh, rush for, I think he rushed for over a hundred. Uh, yeah. 103 yards, two touchdowns, three catches for 24 yards. So, I mean, we were on him when we we when we needed to be. Um, now with Cooper Cup coming back and having you know Puka there still as well, I just I, he's he's one of the highest owned running backs on the slate. Um, he's actually right now he is projected to be the highest owned running back on the slate, um, over twenty percent owned, and. I just I think that's wrong. I don't I, I I'm I'm off the Kyron Williams train this week. He could burn me, but um I'm just I think there's better plays. I think there's better plays. I just I think that Matthew Stafford will sling the ball. I, I like the Matthew Stafford play. It's just who you pair him with. Um so we had Josh sitting in the comments. Nobody hitting on Josh Reynolds or Laporta with Alvin Rod Doubtful. So I know we're not on receivers or tight ends yet. But this is the reason why I'm not on one of their receivers. And that's my next guy, my favorite running back on the slate, David Montgomery. 32 carries last week. Absolute smash game. 121 yards, three touchdowns, getting receiving work. Um, Carolina's not the greatest against the run. So that's a reason why I'm not on either of those guys. Not saying that they're not good plays, but... I just I, I think they do it. I do. I think they do it on the ground. Um, and, and like I said, that's just my opinion. So I just I like David Montgomery, and that's kind of why I'm not on those two guys. But yeah, I mean Josh Reynolds at 4,200. If he's the number one guy, vote him up. I mean you can get him cheap, and you can make some of these stacks work. I will Next. say 
this to, not to interrupt, but um, I'm I'm still with I'm still with Laporta, but a guy that you got to got to remember that's coming back this this week. He's he's listed as questionable, but I'm assuming he's playing. Will be Jameson Williams, and the big big thing with me is how that how that route tree will break out. Um, so I I don't love the receivers this week, even without Amonra, but I, I will still support Laporta fully. So. Yeah, I, and I like Laporta, and it's just part of my whole lineup is 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 trying to get there, and I just don't have you know I like to pay down for tight end. Um, you know, Laporta's got a fantastic uh, uh, you know fantastic ceiling, fantastic uh, a pretty decent floor. So, but um, next guy I wrote up is Joe Mixon. Uh, we're really just going right down the line. Um, we talked about the Bengals and how they haven't been good. The Cardinals' defense is is second worst against the run, um, right behind Denver. And Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon always has a game where he rushes for like three touchdowns, 150 yards. He does it once a year. And and this is why, like, writing up the running backs, it's so hard to try to figure out who you want to put in your lineup because um, I this could be a Joe Mixon, you know, he this could be a smash spot for him. Um, so, you know, I mean, and, and he's a little bit cheaper and you can get a little bit different with your lineups by having him. Cause he's not, he's not super high owned either right now. Um, he is just over, just over, it looks like just over 12% owned. Um, but pretty far down the list behind some of these other plays, but, um, you know, he, you could get different with him. Um, I wrote up Camara. I just if Derek, I, I only want him are still limited. Um, I don't want anything to do with Camara if Derek Carr can throw the ball. Uh, playing against the Patriots, the Patriots have a pretty decent defense, and Camara did all his damage with his what he had eleven catches last week, thirteen targets, eleven catches, fifty one yards. So you figure sixteen point one points of those, or I'm sorry, fourteen targets, thirteen catches for thirty three yards. So 6.3 points of his um, of his 21.4 points were all dump downs. And if Derek Carr is not limited, you know, I think he takes some shots against the uh, against the, the New England secondary. I just don't think Kamara, they, he's not going to get 14 targets. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Then we get to everybody's uh, favorite here. Um, so Raheem Mostert and uh, Devon A-Chain are priced $100 apart. I stay. I'm staying away from Mostert, but I really like A Chain this week, mostly for the fact that they're splitting touches. A Chain got one more carry than Mostert did last week. They both got five targets, and the production. Raheem Mostert six point five points, compared to A Chain's thirty points. A Chain had one more carry and outrushed him by like seventy yards. Um, did more with his carries. He's just he's he's still explosive, and um. I think this is going to be the last week that he is uh, he's priced underneath Mostert. I think uh, he I think he climbs over there right there. You know he climbs over him this week and really takes over those uh, RB one roles. Um, get Josh saying that he thinks that Gibbs is going to have a breakout game, and that's how you're going to get different. You know if everybody's on Montgomery, if Gibbs does come out and have it, um, I, I think that uh, I think it's a possibility. But um, I mean I just don't see the Lions not giving it to him. Uh, Montgomery's just been, he's been the workhorse and they're paying him like the number one back. So why not use him? Uh, next guy, DeAndre Swift. Brian mentioned him, had him in his lineup. Uh, Swift's been fantastic since Gainwell went down. He's the guy there. Um, and the Rams defense isn't the Rams defense of old. So um, I, I really like Swift too. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, it looks like he was added to the injury report Friday and he's listed as questionable. Uh and it's a hamstring injury. So just to throw it out there, it looks like uh, Jameer Gibbs could possibly be hurt. It's never good to pop up on the report on Friday. Yeah, like you said also with Montgomery, I mean, he set out one game in week three and comes back with three touchdowns in week four. So, I mean, I love Gibbs' upside and talent, but, they're they're definitely bell cow right now is uh, Montgomery for whatever reason. So, 
Yeah, I just I just saw it when I was scrolling through Josh. So I mean, it just it just kind of popped up as a Q tag on DraftKings, and so I just read it. But yeah, so it must have ha- it happened in practice today, hamstring injury, and that could just I mean that could open you know if they don't don't break the shiny new toy now, like let's let's get you know let's get Montgomery rolling again. So I could see him definitely having a bigger game if he doesn't have to. Uh, if Craig Reynolds, you know, if, if Jameer ends up being out, Craig Reynolds is the backup behind Jameer. So. Uh, yeah, Craig Reynolds hasn't really done a whole lot. All right, so then we get into the little – this is kind of like my zone of, of plays that I really didn't like. Um, don't like Zach Moss. We already talked about him. James Conner isn't bad. Cincinnati's not a great defense. James Conner for 5,800. He's getting all the work. Um, 14 attempts in week one, 23, 14, 11. He's getting some passing game work. Um, I just think Josh Dobbs is kind of sucking some of those uh, some of those rushing plays out from him. And he's kind of getting he's getting into his own on passing the ball. So I didn't write James Conner up. He's an okay play just because he is the, he's the bell cow back there. Um, I don't like Alexander Madison just with Cam Makers lurking. Cam Makers did get some work. I didn't write up this guy, but I do after kind of reading about it and, and remembering what he did last week. Isaiah Pacheco at fifty seven hundred. Um, smash week last week just and that's probably part of the reason why Mahomes. It hasn't had to do a whole lot because I mean, Pacheco's been relevant the last two weeks 15 carries, 62 yards. I mean, even the last three weeks, the last three weeks, he hasn't gained any less than 60 yards. Um, had a touchdown in two of those three games, and he's getting targets too. So, um, that could also be a uh, looking to stack somebody with Mahomes. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he's got a Q tag. I'm not too thrilled about him going against New Orleans. Javonta Williams with a Q tag. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin came on in, in, uh, in relief for him when he got hurt last week. And, um, Jaleel looked really good. He's a big, uh, big pickup in a lot of leagues. Um, so I'm kind of staying away from that because if Jamal Williams or Javante Williams isn't completely and totally healthy, I could see, you know, giving Jaleel some more carries with just being a hot hand. Najee Harris just hasn't been the guy all year, um, and I don't think that changes going up against Baltimore. Brees Hall, this was um, Jets head coach comes out and says, uh, Brees Hall is no longer limited. We're going to give him a full workload. And at $5,400, going up against the worst rush defense in the league, like between him and Montgomery, I think they're, I, I think I'm locking them in every lineup I do. And I think I'm going to live or die by that, by that, uh, you know, I think every every lineup I think is probably going to have those two guys. Um, I just he's explosive. He catches passes. Um, yeah, four targets last week. Three caught three of them for thirteen yards. Six catch or six rushes for fifty six yards. Um, with the the jet the Chiefs kind of jumped out to an early lead, so the Jets really kind of had to throw the ball. I don't necessarily know that they're going to have to do a whole lot against Denver here. That's why you know. I like Zach Wilson as a quarterback, but I think Brees Hall, I think it's a Brees Hall day. Um, then scrolling down here, I wasn't really on a whole lot of these other guys. Um, Damian Pierce against Atlanta. Atlanta's got a pretty decent defense. I don't like Miles Sanders against Detroit. Um, the next guy I wrote up, and the last guy I wrote up was uh, Matt Breda, but it's it's only if if, if Saquon Barkley's out. If, if, if Breda is the number one again, he he did it last week. He was involved the entire time, even with that game being a complete and total blowout. He had 14 carries for 30 yards and five catches for 48 yards on five targets. So um, if Barkley is out, Miami's got a little bit softer defense against the run. I think you could get down to Brita if you really needed to save some money. Um, but uh, that was kind of it. I didn't I didn't like Dalvin Cook. I didn't like Gus Edwards, Julio McLaughlin, and then you start to get into some backups. And none of them really, none of them really peaked for me. So Matt Breida at fifty two hundred was the, uh, the the cheapest I got. The only the only one um, he he kind of browsed over him that I don't mind. I don't love him in a PPR format. Is is Gus Edwards? Pittsburgh's twenty seventh against the run, and he did get 15, 15 carries last week. He needs to punch one of those into the end zone. And if he does, he can get you two to three times his value. I just wish he did something out of the backfield. Even even three or four catches would be would be good. So 
five thousand is not bad if you really want to go cheap. Yeah, I mean, and that's yeah, I mean, that's exactly. I mean, he is the guy. He's getting the carries. I mean, it's like what the the recipes there. I just think Lamar takes a lot of his. Uh, you know, I think I think Lamar takes some shine off of him. Um, if Justice Hill was playing, um, <clears throat> I was going to look up a question. Somebody asked that he's not on the main slate, but Sean Jones asking if uh, Aaron Jones will ever get back to good. He still he was still limited in practice uh, as of today with the hamstring. Um, I don't know, man. He just he had a great week one, out week two, out week three, and then didn't do a whole lot against Detroit in week four, and that was mainly just because of game script. I mean, Detroit just kind of blew out the the Packers, but um, yeah, I, that one I'm not sure. I'd have to look a little bit more because they they'll get another day of practice in for uh, since they're playing Monday night. The worst thing is I, I'm confident he'll play, but how well he'll play is a totally different story. And the worst thing is for a running back, especially those hamstring injuries kind of linger. So I have no doubt he'll play, but I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ranking him uh, in my top 15 running backs this week. I mean, he would be an RB two for me. Um, just to go off the Gus Edwards news, Justice Hill foot hamstring was a full participant on Friday. So, and that's, that's just another reason why I kind of just didn't, that I, I wouldn't like Gus Edwards is just because Justice Hill, you know, they, t- they seem, they tend to put Justice Hill in there closer to the goal line. So not saying that Gus Edwards isn't talented enough to rip one off, but you know, if they get down there close, you know, you have to worry about Lamar running one in, uh, Mark Andrews gets all the targets in the red zone. And then, you know, Justice Hill coming in and vulturing a few uh, touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. He's not a great play. Just somebody, I mean, what's the guy's name? Jaleel Montgomery, is that right? Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin. Yeah, Jaleel, he's the, he's the same price tag. So it kind of depends on how big of a gamble you want to take. It's uh, the upside there, depending upon how much Javante Williams plays. McLaughlin's got a higher upside than Gus Edwards. You just know volume-wise that Edwards would get the carries, but oh, not yeah. a lot yep, of upside necessarily. Yep. Yeah, McLaughlin, he looked really good last week. All right, before we jump into wide receivers, let's uh, give you a little break here from uh, Ryan Allison Tattoo. Transform your body into a canvas of exquisite storytelling and profound self-expression with the skilled hands of Ryan Allison. Craft custom masterpieces that tell your unique story together. Ryan specializes in color tattoos as well as black and gray. He also practices a diverse range of styles. Whether you're passionate about anime, fantasy, mythology, pop culture, video games, movies, the esoteric, nature, creatures, dot work, black work, or you have your own ideas, Ryan embraces your distinct vision with an unwavering commitment to passion, precision, and originality. Each project he undertakes is a labor of dedication a fusion of research, artistic ingenuity, and profound symbolism. His commitment to authenticity is nothing short of remarkable, infusing his very soul into every creation. From half and full sleeves to body suits, awesome back pieces, to majestic front panels, Ryan is the artist for anyone seeking powerful, breathtaking artwork. With every stroke of his needle, he weaves a tale that's as unique as you are. Don't settle for ordinary tattoos when you can elevate your ink to the extraordinary with Ryan Allison. Embark on your creative journey by booking a consultation with him and proudly exhibit your story on your skin. Visit Ryan at Why Not Ink Studio in North Park Mall or check out his portfolio online at ryanallison.art. Ryan Allison Tattoos. When you choose me, you're not just getting a tattoo, you're getting an experience. You're my boy, Ryan. All right, Brian, it's all up to you, bud. All right, so, um, yeah, so uh, unlike Jordan here with his running backs where everyone he picked, he really liked almost every one of them, I had a much harder time deciphering my my wide receivers for the week, for sure. It uh, wasn't a lot of beautification to me, but uh, I did squeak Tyreek Hill in my lineup somehow, and it's hard not to like Justin Jefferson, but that salary at the top wasn't really – I don't know. It's always tough each week to look at. So 
First, guys, I've got written down here the Eagles combination of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. They're sitting at 8,700, uh, respectively, playing at the Rams. Next, I went with Jamar Chase. He's playing at the Cardinals. Burrow's just been ugly, and they're averaging 12 points a game. But I still, you know, in week three, Chase just went off. So I'm, I'm hoping for similar results to that. He's sitting at 7,900. Then next, I'm kind of curious what's going to happen. So I'm not, I'm not fully endorsing any of these guys, but you have to at least consider them. But um, with the Rams wide receivers, I'm wondering how, how Cup and, and uh, Nakua are going to break down. But they're both pretty high price tags. Cup is at 8,600. And the coup is at 77. I, I personally, I'm not going with either one of them. And I'm kind of curious what things look like, but we'll see. Um, next guy I've got written down here is, um, who have I got here? Got uh, Olave. He's at the Patriots. You know, he's at his lowest price tag. He, uh, I don't remember final totals, but I think he was one catch for two yards or Something like that. He had virtually nothing last week. Yep, one for four. One for four. Okay, not very good. But I but so that lowered his price tag to sixty nine hundred. So that can be viewed as a positive. Jordan had this one in his lineup, if if memory serves me. But I like Pittman playing against the Titans, sitting at sixty four hundred. Uh, next down, um. I've got him in my lineup, Garrett Wilson. I've also got Nico Collins, but I don't mind Tank Dell sitting at 4,800. Then the next one I've written down is Zay Flowers playing at the Steelers. He's at 5,500, and as a, as a Steelers fan, it's very surprising. They're they're 30th against the pass in regards to fantasy points given up. So I don't know. That's ugly to me as a Steelers fan for sure. I've got Thielen at the Lions. He's sitting at 5,100. We both like Mike Wilson in our lineups versus Cincinnati at 37. I've got Rashi Rice playing at the Vikings at 36. And last but, but not least, I got Westbrook Akini for the Titans playing at the Colts at 3,400. Like the price tag and involvement wasn't bad last week. So. Jordan, did you have anybody else out there? Um, yeah, I had uh, I had a couple, actually a few. Um, so right beneath Zay Flowers and right above Adam Thielen at fifty three hundred. Um, Jordan Addison, um, like I said, he's a lot of people say you know a stud player coming off a, a bad performance, but and he's not a stud. He hasn't really proved it yet, but uh, he does have the upside. So I think coming off a of zero, you know, they could maybe maybe make it a point to get him the ball a little bit more. Um, and in that high powered matchup, you know, like I said, if you're, if you're, if you're playing Kirk cousins, it's a thought, you know, maybe just to have one lineup without Justin Jefferson and one with Addison. in it. Um, then right below Adam Thielen, I have um, <clears throat> Marquise Brown. So I know we both like Michael Wilson for the price, but uh, uh, Hollywood Brown's kind of been, he's been the guy. Uh, 10 targets. Last week, seven catches, 96 yards, no touchdown. Um, so 16.6, he's had no less than 16 and a half points in the last three weeks. And last week, he didn't score a touchdown. And the other two weeks, he did. So now if he can put it all together where he has, you know, a seven-catch performance for 100 yards and a touchdown, you know, he, he blows away his $5,000 price point. Um, this one is strictly a... If T. Higgins is out, if T. Higgins is out because he's questionable right now, Tyler Boyd at 4,500. At 3,900, I have uh, Alan Lazard. Uh, This is more of a pair with Zach Wilson. Like if you're going to play Zach Wilson, I think um, I think you could get to Lazard. I think you could you could kind of pair Zach. If Zach Wilson is is make getting a a winning score. He's probably bringing Garrett Wilson and another along with him, whether it be Lazard or Tyler Conklin. Um, Michael Wilson. I had Rasheed Rice. Um, I don't mind Kadarius Tony. 
but uh, I like Rasheed Rice a little bit better. And then uh, all the way Stone Men, guy in my lineup who I think has uh, been one of the few bright points for the Giants It's is uh, Wondell Robinson playing out of the slot. Um, <clears throat> let's take a look here. Oh, I have to actually search him because I have the way I have to sift through all the 3,000 guys. Um, only 9.7 points last week, but he was $3,000 as well. Um, 9.7 points is 3x his salary. And he only had five catchers for 40 yards, and he rushed one time for seven yards. Um, two weeks he's been back. First week he was kind of limited in week three. Um, five targets. Last week, six targets. Um, I just, you know, Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, uh, Paris Campbell, just Daniel Jones doesn't throw him the ball. Like he, he Wandale Robinson is somebody he trusts. He throws him the ball a lot. And I think he looks his way a lot. And I think he's, fed, you know, coming off an ACL injury is always tough, but I think he's, uh, I, I think this could be at $3,000. He doesn't have to do much. You know, he catches a touch. He catches a touchdown. That's 2X his salary right there. And I think the Giants going up against Miami. Um, I'm assuming that they probably had a, a talk with the O line, and that that should be a focus on protecting, you know, Danny Dimes. So I really do like Wanda Robinson. And quick, quick update on T Higgins. He did practice on front uh, practice today, so we'll see. He's got a fractured rib. So, um, like they were saying on CBS Sports Line, I don't know if it was erroneously stated or not but it it was fractured rib instead of ribs so i i don't know <laughs> but we'll see um and it looks like he so he hasn't practiced all week and only put in a limited session today yeah so yeah so i mean if you're looking to be a little bit different i think i think tyler boyd will probably benefit the most either that or they just pepper chase and that's why i think i think jamar chase is a really good play too Especially at that price, like you said, I think that's the cheapest I think I've ever seen Jamar Chase. So, yeah, exactly. That they're, they're definitely banking against the Bengals having looked so poorly. But I mean, Mixon's probably cheaper than he's been in a while too. Yeah, and that and that's and and when Mixon is cheap, when Mixon is cheap, that's when he goes off. And I'm like I said, this this has been one of the hardest weeks that I've had trying to write a lineup and put a lineup together because I'm just I get to this point and I'm like. Oh man, I was like, this guy's good. Oh, this guy's good. Oh God, how do I get this guy in my lineup? And it's just like there's so many options. And I think like normally I'll play, especially in tournaments, you know, you want the high upside from those wide receivers in your lineup. So I usually play a wide receiver in the flex. This will be one of those weeks where I play three running backs. And in, in, in the you know, I go with two running backs and the running back in the flex. All right. So we're moving on to tight ends. Let's do uh Last commercial here real quick uh, with Route 96. Throw them up there. For fantasy's sake has teamed up with Route 96 Boutique to raise a little more cash for Toys for Tots this season. From September 10th until the end of November, 10% of all purchases made with Route 96 on Sundays will be donated to us for our Toys for Tots drive. At Route 96, they believe in girl power. They want a place that people of all shapes and sizes can shop, and feel empowered and beautiful. They want you to be the best you possible, and they are committed to bringing you different styles while also providing some basics to express the true you. You can find them on Facebook and at Route96Boutique.com. All right, we're back. Thank you, Route96. All right, starting off tight ends. Uh, of course, the... Uh man of the, the talk of the town for the last well let's not even say the last let's say since week one when he was injured and now he's dating taylor swift and then he's doing weird things in parking lots and so uh, travis kelsey seventy six hundred dollars best play you know best tight end on the main slate um and that's uh, you know he's in my lineup just because i have him homes like i said that first look lineup is just i'm gonna i'm gonna be told i'm gonna tinker all week and probably even into sunday morning but right now i have travis kelsey in my lineup um, then you drop down uh, $1,100 to the next best, which is TJ Hawkinson. He's on the other side of the matchup with, uh, against the chiefs and the highest, highest total game on the slate. So, uh, TJ Hawkinson, he's been right up there with, um, right up there with, with Travis Kelsey 
um, as far as points per week. So um, he's definitely, you know, he, he's trending down since week two, but I think he's due for another another good game, and I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth. Then you drop another $1,000 to get to Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews saw his best output of the season last week. He was out in week one, um, 15 points. Two, only seven in week three, and then a whopping 25 points last week. Um, he does benefit a lot from having no Odell Beckham. Um, I do think Rashad Bateman's back this week, but I don't think that affects him a lot. He only had five targets, but he caught all five for 80 yards and two touchdowns. So he's not getting a ton of volume, but when he does get it, he's, uh, he's producing. Uh, Darren Waller was next, but I didn't, I didn't write him up. Um, I don't know, man. Like Darren Waller was so good his first couple of years with the Raiders, and it's like now nobody uses him. Like he's just a big guy. I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't try to get the guy the ball. He's he's dynamic, and this this could be the week. But at fifty four hundred dollars, he's got to show me something first. So then uh, Josh was talking about Laporta. I wrote Laporta up. I was like, man, his salary. Where did he start out? Thirty six hundred, thirty eight hundred dollars a week. Yeah, thirty eight hundred dollars week one, and he's all the way up to five grand. Um, and that was kind of where I was at. Like, if I'm going to pay all the way up, especially even in this middle tier, like, why not just try to get to Kelsey or Hawkinson even? Um, but, yeah, if uh, Amon Ra is doubtful, I think, I think Josh is right. I think, um, you know, if, if you had to go with the middling guy, I think Sam Laporte is the guy. So, uh, but then again, I also have David Montgomery, and it's just – I think David Montgomery is just a better play, and I think it's just negative correlation to have – a running back and a tight end, not as much as like a, t- a running back and a wide receiver because the tight end could get targets in the red zone, but um, I don't mind it. Uh, Hunter Henry, he's not even the best tight end on his team. Dallas Goddard is somebody here. I wrote him up. Um, <clears throat> one of these times is going to be his game. Uh, the Rams aren't great against the, against the tight end position. He's out there all the time. He's getting targets. He just hasn't done a whole lot with them. Eventually, he's gonna he's gonna put one together and put it in there. Um, got the Tyler Higby. I just I don't know what it is about Higby and and, and DFS. Um, eleven targets last week, and you think with like eleven targets, like you think you just have a complete and total blowout game. You just smash all the way around. Caught five catches for sixty four yards, only put up eleven points. You know, that's not even three extra salary for that many targets. Like, he just he, – he gets all the targets, but he just never does anything with the production. So, I usually stay away from Tyler Higby. Uh, Taysom Hill, no. There's just too many things going on with that New Orleans tight end room. Uh, Pat Firemuth is out. Um, then the guy that everybody was kind of talking about that everybody that I've seen is on, um, if you can't get to – if you can't get to one of the more expensive guys was Zach Ertz. Um, he's one of the higher owned. He's the fourth highest owned on the slate. He's peppered with targets every week. Ten targets again last week. Um, but again, same thing with like with Higby. He just six catches for fifty three yards. The only difference is is he's a thousand dollars cheaper. So you know his eleven point three points compared to like Higby's eleven point one points. I mean you're 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 saving salary. And getting the same output. And that's why I like paying down for tight end, unless it's, you know, unless Kelsey's on the slate. Dalton Schultz had his best game last week, but I don't trust him yet. Um, still only 13.2 points. I mean, solid, but he had this, he's got to show me some more. You like Kyle Pitts. I just, I just think he's getting used all wrong. And that's just my opinion. I'm just not, I'm not on the Kyle Pitts train. Uh, Chig Okonkwo, I went, I skipped over him. Um, somebody who, I do like if I didn't have a and this is this goes to the uh, to the correlation thing again. Um, it's it's not it's not super negatively correlated to have a, a running back and a, and a tight end, but um, I like Tyler Conklin. He's the last guy that I wrote up. Um, he uh, you know he's seen a lot of targets. I think he's I think uh, who is it? Is it C.J. Azama? Is he the other tight end for the Jets? I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah, and and Uzama caught a touchdown last week, if I'm not mistaken. One K, yeah, Uzama had one catch for one yard and one touchdown. So that's that's what kind of worries me is is Conklin's not he's in there all the time. 
He's getting the most work. He's getting the most looks. He just not getting those targets in the end zone is what worries me. I, I want him to get targets in the end zone. Um, let's see here. Conklin's on the field for almost 70% of the snaps. He's number two in target share on the team, right behind Garrett Wilson. It just, yeah, the, that, that red zone, the red zone snap just, like, he's the, I, I don't know. That's just, yeah, that's what that's what scares me off of Tyler Conklin is, is that they're going to bring in Uzama on the one and throw him a ball, and I don't want any part of it. Um, some guys that I didn't write up, but I don't mind. Hayden Hurst, um, Kyle Grant or Kylan Granson from Indianapolis. Um, you said Johnu Smith, who's been having a really good time. I mean, he's had, yeah, he's been, I I don't get it. I don't understand why you wouldn't use Kyle Pitts unless Kyle Pitts is just totally getting dogged down. But yeah, Johnu Smith, six targets, eight targets, six targets. I mean, Quietly putting up some really good numbers. Um, and then he somebody has, else, that price yeah. tag is amazingly low. Yeah. Um, and then Noah Gray. Noah Gray, even with Kelsey back, Noah Gray is on the field quite a bit. Um, last week, I mean, he's getting targets, five targets, three targets, two targets, three targets. Last week, he caught a bomb, a 34-yard touchdown pass. He's he's hit or miss. He's just he's cheap, you know. He, he he's always got the possibility to catch something like that. But other than that, I just I, my my tight end list is really short. One, yeah, two, your three, your mine yeah. are almost, almost identical. I I almost went with Johnny Smith, but that just felt ugly, I guess. But he's been really good. So yeah. Um. So then let's hop into defense here. Uh, no question. Good. Um, so I don't like paying up for defense, so I skipped over the Ravens against Pittsburgh, skipped over the Eagles against the Rams. I think that game's actually going to be, I don't know why the Eagles are priced up so high. Like, I think that game's going to be pretty competitive. Um, first defense I wrote up was the Lions going up against the winless Carolina Panthers. The Lions have been the team, like, they, they put everybody on notice. They're, they're, they're good to play. And, uh, they're at home. Bryce Young's still the quarterback uh, for the Panthers, and, and he's he's still learning. He's still learning. He's he's not he's not super protective of the ball when he takes off. He's throwing interceptions. So I do like the Lions, um, but again, you're paying thirty eight hundred dollars for them. Uh, skipped over the Bengals, the Dolphins. Were, uh, no, you didn't have the Dolphins in your. In your no, I, I went with the Steelers. That's right. I think my stepdad was showing me his lineup, and he had the Dolphins. Um, and I, I like the play. I just think that, you know, like I said, 3,600, the Giants lost nine sacks last week, and the Seahawks had a career night. Just, but like I said, I think, I, I think, I think the, the, you know, their focus this week was let's protect Danny Dimes. Like, let's, let's do something, guys. Um, a defense that I really, really like that I haven't really seen anybody really beyond the Texans. They're $3,500, which is, is, is pretty pricey, but the Falcons have really been one-dimensional. Um, it'll be hard to stop Bijan just because he is, you know, he is that good. But if they can stop Bijan and stop the run and make Ritter try to beat him, Ritter's not good. So I definitely see, uh, I see some positive upside there. Um, I like them a lot, too. It's just a matter of... Hmm. I felt like there was enough inexpensive defenses you're getting ready to mention. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, below them, Chiefs at 3,300. And I'm kicking myself because uh, my uh, all my cash games and all my double-ups came down to just a few points. I think I missed the cash line by five points. And had I stuck to my guns and stayed on Carolina's defense playing against Minnesota, Kirk Cousins threw a pick six. That gives me an extra eight points, and uh, I, I cash in all my all my cash games. And Christian McCaffrey doesn't destroy me. And not only that, I could have paid up for uh, DeAndre Swift last week too. But so back to the Chiefs. Chiefs at thirty three hundred going up against Minnesota. Kirk Cousins though is always live for an interception or two, um, and the pick six is totally possible. Um, I skipped over the Colts. I skipped over the Broncos. I don't mind the Patriots going against New Orleans, especially if uh, Derek Carr is still limited. Uh, next one on my list that I really, really like are the Jets. Um, 
I think they're going to be up uh, Russell Wilson's ass all day. So, uh, you know, I, I think they're underpriced for uh, for what they could do in this matchup. Um, then I've got the Saints. The Saints at three grand against New England. Mac Jones is uh, hasn't been good. The Dowboy, uh, the Cowboys had two defensive scores against the the Patriots last week. Um, not saying that the Saints are the Cowboys' defense, but uh, that possibility is always there. Um, I don't mind the Cardinals. You've got the Steelers at twenty seven hundred. Um, I don't like the Rams going up against Philly. I don't like Minnesota going against Kansas City. Uh, so the last defense I wrote up was uh, the Titans at twenty four hundred. Um, it's it's weird because like as much as everybody loves Richardson, myself included, you know he is still a rookie. There are some mistakes to be made. I mean he's he he's a, a little bit better at protecting the ball when he takes off on the run, but you know he the fumbles could be there. I mean he is one of those guys who. You know, it doesn't take much to punch one out, especially from a quarterback. But uh, yeah, I think the Titans are probably the lowest you can go. I don't want anything to do with the Panthers or the Giants. So uh, 2,400 for the Titans is, is uh, where I'm at. And it seems like I think the Titans are, from what I've seen, every you know, the Titans are probably one of the highest owned defenses on the slate. And it, and it does, it allows you to do a lot because I think my next lowest defense is the Saints. And I mean, even with the Steelers, I mean, if, even if you need a few hundred bucks, you know, you can pay down there and, and get somebody else into your lineup. Yeah, it's amazing. Our the, the defenses we like are almost identical. Um, I almost went with the, with the Titans, but I had the extra money for the Steelers, so I don't think you can go exceeding them wrong with either one of them. No, defense is always you know it's always a crapshoot, and you know it, you get those few that. Every once in a while, the top defense on the slate will, you know, I mean, like the Cowboys last week, I think they were like 3,800 or four grand. And I mean, they scored another, you know, put up another 30 points. So it's like it's not, right now, it seems like every once in a while, it's it's, it's okay to pay up for those the really, really good elite defenses. I just don't think this is. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Cowboys week in and week out, they had one bad week um, against surprisingly the Cardinals, but. Yeah, other than that, they week in and week out, they've just been dominant. So, so did you, uh, Jordan? Did you come up with your picks, your spread picks? I did. Week? I, did I did. So, um, I like right out of the gate, first game on Sunday morning at eight thirty a.m. The Bills giving five and a half to the Jags. Um, I like Houston on the road getting points. They're getting one and a half against the Falcons. And then, like I said, I like the Chiefs minus three and a half. I just have this weird feeling that uh, 3 p.m. Kirk Cousins is coming out. So are those your picks for today? Those are my picks for today. I don't know why I was so lengthy with mine, but I agree with totally agree with you on the Bills. I took two big spreads after that. I took the Lions minus 10. And I also took the Dolphins minus 12 versus the Giants. My only underdog pick was the Rams plus four at home versus the Eagles. On Sunday night, I liked San Francisco minus the four versus Dallas. And last but not least, Actually, I said my only underdog. I actually love the Packers plus one on my Monday night special versus the Raiders. I like that. Um, yeah, it depends. I don't know. Is, uh, I don't know if Jimmy G's cleared concussion protocol. I'm not 100% sure either. I think he did, <laughs> but even if he did, I still love the Packers. Yeah, get, they're getting points. Their defense is playing pretty good. So I've been keeping track of my bets as well. Um, week one, I was a perfect 3 0. Week two, I was two and one. Week three, I only had two bets, but I hit them both. Um, and then week four, so last week, I was two and one. Um, I missed the Panthers plus four and a half. So you've only lost if, if two games all year, sounds like. Yeah, I'm nine and two right now. I'm actually uh, pretty stoked because uh, not very often that that happens. Now, that is, that is totally awesome. So, Jordan, where can they find you? On all right, so. And whatnot? Yep. So on the Four Frequency Sake Network, uh, DSF Deep Dive, um, every every 
I write an article. I start I usually start it Tuesday when news starts to come out, and then finish it up Thursday night during the Thursday night game. Uh, I post that to uh, Facebook, Twitter, Substack. Uh, it's just an article breaking down the plays as I go over it. That same sheet is the same sheet that I look at. You can kind of see me looking to my my right, your left, um, and that's what I go off. You know, I, I go off that and I go off my plays there. Um, every once in a while, you'll get some news, but yeah, you can find that article every every Friday. It comes out at 10 a.m., um, and then I'll be right here at 7:15 every Friday with Brian. We'll be breaking it all down. Well, I know Jordan and I would like to thank everybody for joining in. As as for me, you can always get me at VandyGrad92 on X. Um, I always have to emphasize that because I usually forget and call it Twitter, but uh, they're both the same. Um, also on Thursday nights, you can find me, um, I work with a, with another website going for com. You can find me on the dynasty deep dive at that uh, airs at Thursday night pregame show at 6 PM central. And then like Jordan said, we're, we're both here on Friday night <clears throat> and a lot of weeks we'll be here with the, with the Sunday main show, um, that kicks off at 10 a.m. And, and and we got an hour and a half full of fun for everybody right here at the Frequency Sake Network. So once again, we'd like to thank you for joining in. Hopefully we'll see you again next Friday. And hope everybody's photo finishes, like they say, in horse racing or winning ones. So have a great week and good luck in all your games. See you guys later. <laughs>